We are joined now by a state representative from District 20B, Todd Lippert. Uh, good morning, Representative Lippert. How are you today? I'm doing fine, Jeff. Good, uh, good to be here. It's been, uh, as far as the legislative session being in the news this week, it's been kind of a quiet week, and of course uh, the... Uh, Headlines have, um, for the most part, involved uh, Dante Wright, the shooting of Dante Wright uh, earlier this week. Um, you know, have you had a chance to, to look at that situation? And is there, you know, any particular response from either you or the legislature that you would like to pass along? Yes, uh, absolutely. You know, the, the shooting of Dante Wright has just been another heart wrenching week for our state and our nation. And Minnesotans have been across race and across our whole state have been grieving together. And we know that people of color, um, wherever they are, um, you know, aren't feeling safe in their communities. And, and everyone deserves to feel safe in their communities. And, and we're hearing a renewed commitment to create, um, to create that sort of reality of a Minnesota that's working for everyone. And we've been focused on racial equity across um, education, across healthcare, across government, and also in, in public safety, too. And so we're going to see some specific measures that uh, seek to address uh, the problems we're facing um, in response to the shooting of Dante Wright and other uh, incidents of, of uh, people of color losing their lives um, due to police encounters. And so I'll just mention a few of them. Uh, one, we'll have a provision to limit traffic stops. So uh, Dante Wright was pulled over because of expired tabs and um, an air freshener hanging in his window. For a long time, leaders in communities of color have said uh, this isn't a sufficient bar for pulling someone over, um, and there's concerns about that being connected to racial profiling. So we're going to say that, that low-level offenses like that and others uh, just uh, aren't enough for a police officer to pull someone over, uh, just to limit those um, encounters to um, the most deserving ones. Um, another provision would allow local municipalities to establish citizen police oversight councils to pull community members in if a municipality wants that, uh, to have conversations with police about what's happening, uh, concerns that, that may be happening, also what they want to see with public safety, to make sure we're centering voices of community members uh, there are measures to improve officer accountability, strengthening the database of uh, related to acts of misconduct that the licensing board sees. Uh, my colleague, Representative Cedric Frazier, has a, a ban related to affiliation with white supremacist groups. This came out of what happened at uh, U.S. Capitol insurrection on January 6th. Uh, just making sure that that we're keeping white supremacist groups from infiltrating law enforcement and saying if you're officially affiliating, uh, you're going to be dismissed. So we're going to see some basic measures like that and more uh, that are seeking to create a Minnesota that's safe for everyone, uh, regardless of race. Uh, we're grieving right now as a state, and uh, we're calling for change, and so we're going to seek to respond in the House DFL. All right. Uh, let's move on. What have you been busy this week uh, legislatively? So the pace of the session really started to pick up yesterday, and it will be uh, going full tilt from here until the end of April as our uh, omnibus budget bills are going to the House floor will be passed uh, one after another. So yesterday uh, I was excited to see the, the legacy bill uh, passed because uh, I had some significant provisions in there for a top priority. The, in 2008, Minnesotans passed a sales tax increase of three-eighths of a percent for 
clean water, our, protecting our cultural heritage and our outdoor heritage in Minnesota. And uh, one of my provisions I've talked about a few times is uh, trying to get more money for soil health grants for farmers so they can put uh, practices like cover crops on the land, protect our soils, uh, help clean the water, mitigate flooding, helps farmers bottom line. And there were, uh, we had $7.2 million uh, related to the efforts I've been working on with, with farmers this session in the legacy bill uh, for those grants. So I was really excited to see that. And uh, that passed off the floor yesterday. Uh, you know, these uh, bills are in there. How to uh, how do they get from, uh, you know, the state's coffers uh, into farmers' hands? Is that done through a grant-like process? Um, and you know, if somebody out there is listening, if we do have farmers out there listening, how, how do they get uh, their piece of the pie? So they would, it'll go through existing channels that farmers are used to. So uh, farmers interact with the Board of Water and Soil Resources and, so, and um, uh, Soil and Water Conservation Districts on a regular basis, and so this would simply um, move some of the funds that are available through uh, this sales tax and the legacy amendment to Bowser and to SWCDs for the distribu- distribution of, of these grants. Uh, so there will be more capacity across the state for these soil health grants. Uh, so I'm excited to pass. I'll be uh, watching that carefully as it's moving to conference committee, too. Let's talk about transportation. I understand there's activity within the uh, transportation bill. That's right. The transportation bill will be on the floor today, and um, it's a it's a better bill. One one area where I was working closely with Chair Hornstein uh, was to try to create a solution for small cities and the assistance they need for their roads and bridges. So right now, we all pay when we pay our gas taxes. Um, uh, everyone across the state pays those taxes. It goes into the Highway User Distribution Fund. But the proceeds of that fund only go out to cities of 5,000 people and more and higher. Uh, cities with 5,000 or less in population don't get any of those funds, and they have trouble keeping up with their street repairs. So that's cities like Dundas, Lonsdale, Montgomery, Kilkenny, Heidelberg. Uh, those are just the cities in District 20B. So um, I worked with Chair Hornstein on finding a solution that would, that would work for everyone, and um, there's going to be an indexing of the gas tax in the transportation bill and some adjustments on licensing fees. Um, and part of the increase in revenue will go towards a significant um, small cities assistance account, as well as some more funding for township roads they're hurting for support to. Um, so it's a, it's a good solution. Everybody agrees. No one feels like money is being taken away from them. And um, be excited to vote for that, and hopefully uh, there's appetite in the Senate uh, Republicans for uh, this sort of solution too. All right, we had a listener call in this morning and wanted me to ask you a question, and that is, uh, they wanted to know your stance uh, on uh, conforming uh, the tax codes to, uh, I guess, evidently the, the same as the federal ones, and that it's mainly concerned with. Uh, the taxing of uh, unemployment and PPP, the Paycheck Protection Program, uh, the benefits received there. Uh, what is your stance on that, uh, Representative Lippert? Yeah, thanks for that question. So uh, federal conformity on PPP loans and unemployment has been, been a big part of the conversation uh, this session, and it's a priority of mine. It's a priority of the House DFL, um, as well as making sure that we're helping uh, small businesses who need assistance who might not benefit from tax forgiveness on PPP loans. 
So our proposal that's going to be in our, our tax bill is that we will be forgiving uh, PPP loans of up to $350,000 that businesses receive. Those will not be taxable. That's 90% of the PPP loans that uh, have been received by businesses in the state. Those largest loans uh, will still be taxable. We, we um, expect that those businesses are still are able to pay those taxes, and the revenue from that will be able to go to benefit um, the small businesses that operated at a loss this last year who took PPP loans, and that's a majority of them. Um, roughly 60% of businesses that took out PPP loans operated at a loss, which means that forgiveness for them uh, won't make a difference. And so we'll be able to get $60 million in assistance to those smallest businesses who operated at a loss. We feel like this is fair um, and good for everyone. It really meets the need. And then uh, we will be um, having conformity for unemployment benefits too. Those will not be taxable. We know that those uh, every dollar counts there when you're losing your job. And we want to make sure that we're supporting our workers, our smallest businesses, those who need assistance the most, as we're all recovering from COVID. Uh, Senator, or excuse me, Representative Lippert is with us from District 20B. Let's take a look at uh, next week in the legislative session. As you mentioned, there are some big bills going through right now: the Legacy Bill, the Transportation Bill. Um, I would imagine those uh, that train's going to keep on running next week. What are the highlights of uh, yeah, this coming session? Trains are going to be leaving the station one after another <laughs> this week, uh, with a lot of passengers on board. So, uh, another big bill today is the Education Bill. And it's a top priority of, of ours in the House DFL to make sure that we're funding education. Um, you know, a big thing that you're going to see in that bill is uh, that we're going to make sure that our funding is keeping up with inflation, not just this session, but in, in sessions going forward, too. This has been um, something we haven't been able to do since uh, for the last 20 years or so. And we need to make sure that we're giving our students a world-class education, helping our students catch up, closing gaps in achievement by race and geography. Uh, and so that central funding piece is going to be a very important education bill. We'll pass that off the floor today. And then next week, uh, the finance bills that I've been working on, because I'm on those committees, will be passed, including uh, climate and energy, the environment and natural resources bill, agriculture bill. And so... Um, and then we'll be passing other major bills too, but, but I'll have a busy week because the committees I've been on uh, will be uh, finishing up their work by passing their bills off the House floor. All right. Sounds like a busy week. Uh, Representative Lipper, thank you so much for joining us. We certainly appreciate it. Uh, wish you the best of luck. Uh, have a good weekend. Uh, best of luck to you next week, and we'll talk to you on Friday. Thanks so much, Jeff. I look forward to another conversation soon. All right. State Representative Todd Lippert from District 20B. You're listing to 95.1 FM and AM 1080 KYMN Northfield. Rich is coming up next. Local news after this.